Brazilian B8 guest. I have different guests here talking about something that is on the area of business analysis. And for today, I have a very special guest that was here before and came again. And thank you for coming, Barbara Karknard. Nice to have you here. Thank you, Fabricio. You, you served good snacks, so I came back. <laughs> good virtual snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Barbara, I have a question, a new question for you today. The question is, why should I use a requirements management tool? Excellent question, Fabricio. I would say the main reason um, is because you will increase your productivity significantly, not only in doing requirements, but in also working with your teammates, both project managers, um, developers, systems analysts, and it will put you in sort of the, the stream of work that needs to be done to get changes made in your organization. Right. And when you, you, you talk about my relationship with these other fellows, I, I know that they have their own tools, like developers have their tools for, 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 for managing service code, uh, project managers have their tools for managing project plans. And our requirements management tool should connect with those other tools. How, how should that work for me to, to interact with them uh, in a something that could bring this better performance that you said. Yeah, it, it, I'm very um, pleased as I've recently been spending some time um, reviewing a lot of the requirements management tools on the market. Uh, some of them actually now have um, a bit of project management built into the tool. Um, so that's one option where a lot of times BAs um, on small projects, don't have a project manager. They have to do their own project management. So that facility is available. Um, they, the tools also often um, now offer testing um, components, testing artifacts, and mm -hmm. allow you to record tests. And again, a lot of BAs do some of their own testing or they work closely with the QA team. So it can connect you. Um, the, the tools also can connect with other testing tools. And then they all um, have API connections to tools like Jira and Azure DevOps and tools that our developers are using. So we can really see that we can connect all the roles on um, kind of what we would consider a traditional project team or on an agile project team or you know, any kind of team. Um, but I think we tend to be, the BAs tend to be the one role on teams that doesn't have any automation. We're using Excel spreadsheets and Word documents and Visio diagrams and PowerPoints. And we have all these files and we're trying to connect them. And, and there's, we spend a lot of time, or I would say waste a lot of time with file management. Um, and we don't reuse uh, things a lot of times simply because we can't find them. You know, the last project finished, we're making a change to the same area of the business, but nobody knows where the requirements or the diagrams were, so we start over. That's a huge waste of time, and we don't need to do that. So I love, I love the idea of a central repository where BAs can store all of their work and then use it again and again. And when 
when we talk about this central repository for BA information, what kinds of what kind of information should a BA manage in this repository? When you say about reuse, are we talking about the reuse in the project life cycle, or are we or are we talking about the reuse in the business life cycle where a lot of projects are in? I think that's the the neatest thing about the tools. They are so flexible that you can put any type of items or objects or some call it artifacts in. So my favorite example is a glossary, terms in a glossary. We all know how important words are and getting um, an organization to agree on a set of terms and use those terms on a regular basis. Those terms can be in a glossary and most of the tools then allow you to reference that term whenever it applies in a process or in a solution and a screen um, that really builds a lot of consistency in what you build. Um, you can build high level capability models in these tools. Um, you can have high level business functions or business processes and decompose them in any way that you want, effectively building a business architecture. Um, you can go down to the detailed level and you can have solution requirements and detailed specifications that will link directly, like I said, through like a JIRA um, or an Azure DevOps to tasks that developers do. So the tools are very flexible. Um, you can do just about anything. I, I, you can put a list of stakeholders in your tool and I, and I would encourage you to do that because everything you put in the tool can trace to everything else. So I can know which stakeholder is involved with which process and what change they requested. You know, um, I can put risks in a tool. I can put assumptions, you know, anything that we do as an analyst, we can put into a tool and we should. I, I like that you're mentioning those information, not just as artifacts or, or, or as a diagram or something like that, but like business information items. Our stakeholders right. are business information right. items. Right. Our goals are business information items. Our process exactly. are business, our activities. And so there are a lot of your business rules. And, right. and they're Absolutely. not just related to one project or one initiative, but exactly. they have the life of our business. And if I have a tool to manage that, I should manage that just as Programmers manage their codes. They are not reinventing right. a new code. They are versioning it. I, I, I confess, I have some frustration in my life as a as a BA or someone who's working with business analysis with tools that I tried before, and I wasn't very pleased. Or it was hard for people to mm -hmm. use those in this situation. And I know that you are researching new tools. Are you seeing an enhancement? in the ability of those tools, are they still very hard to use or difficult to start managing requirements with those? I, I don't want to um, mislead anyone and say they're easy to use, they're not. Um, and, and partly that's because they're so flexible and sometimes a little too flexible, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to set them up properly to begin with. And, and that requires a little bit of, you know, of care and thinking through. But I would say, yes, they've gotten better. Uh, one of the things I'm really happy about is the tools are all, they all used to be very different. They took a different approach. Um, I'm seeing a lot more similarity now and they are coalescing around things like the BA Bach. You know, they're, they're looking at standards um, and in, you know, 
there's more similarity in them than there used to be, which is great um, because if you're working with a tool and for some reason, you know, your company wanted to change tools or you went to work somewhere else, it's not going to be as hard for you to move from one to another as it used to be. Um, they are all moving, if they've not already done so, moving to the cloud. So we have, it used to be a lot of um, maintenance for, you know, your IT group and you'd have to have an administrator and, you know, those kinds of things to, to host a tool like this. Um, now that the vendors primarily manage the repository for you and they take care of backing it up and upgrades and all those kinds of things. So it's not as much of an administrative chore as it used to be. And I think the prices have come down a bit, um, which is really good because they, they've always been expensive. They should be expensive, though, because they're very complex. They do some really complex linking. I mean, the traceability is phenomenal. Um, and, and that takes a complex tool to manage, but um, it, it's well worth it. I mean, the, the payback is so high if you invest the time to set it up and, and get used to using it. It takes, you know, there's a learning curve there. Right. And I twin this, this, this story or tweet this, at least this episode of the Brazilian BA guest. Uh, if someone here that is watching us is thinking, oh, I should use some tools, but I don't even know how to start it. I work as a BA. I'm not the responsible for IT or I'm not the responsible for defining uh how we manage our requirements in our organization because there's a methodology or something like this. What suggestion do you do for these people to get the next step? How should they approach in their organization to change how they are dealing with requirements and to look for a, a, a requirements management tool? I would say there's a couple different sort of parallel paths that you need to probably take. One is to start to... Well, if you don't track your time, I, I think you should. That's sort of, I always believe everyone should track their time because one of the things you should track time around is how much time you're wasting on documents, starting things over, or trying to find things or trying to manage documents in your SharePoint site or, you know, Teams or wherever it is. Um, so tracking your time will help you with your business case because a business case for these tools is really not that hard to build. If you can, you can find usually a BA is wasting 10 to 15% of their time chasing around files. And that's a lot of money being wasted. And if a tool can help you with that, you can cost justify a tool. So I would say track your time and be able to start to look at ways that you could reuse things and, and get, you know, productivity. And then secondly, I'd say, you know, just Google requirements management tools. Um, there, I don't want to talk about vendors specifically because there's there's quite a few good vendors, but there are also some um, comparison reports that out there that different organizations do. If your organization, if your if your company belongs to Gartner, you know they do reviews of these tools. There are reviews out there, and there are so you can get a pretty good understanding of a few key tools that most organizations uh, tend to use. There are some um, that are very specific to an industry. So I would just, you know, kind of caution you to make sure you, you just read the overview of them. Um, for example, industries that are very highly regulated and have to prove traceability from requirements all the way to testing, um, 
you know, maybe like medical devices is a good example where there's requirements management tools that are built specifically for that. So if that's your industry, great. If it's not, look at another tool. Um, but you can pretty quickly um, identify a handful of tools that you probably want to consider for your organization and, and, you know, start to figure out what your business case is. As I said, because they're all really coalescing around the same sort of structure and the same set of, of tools, it's not as hard to compare them as it used to be. Nice. And I like that, that you mentioned a lot of tools are now on cloud. And so mm -hmm. the costs for starting are not so high. Right. Right. Uh, before we had to create a new server and buy a right. very expensive tool just to start uh, uh, using it and see the value. So you can try to, to see the value for a smaller right a smaller project or a smaller initiative and put that for a, a business area and try to reuse it in different projects in that area so you can show the value in your organization right. test it and validate it and even uh, restructure the way you are doing requirements management and and another recommendation i would say fabricio is and it goes along i guess with keeping your costs low initially is that I would try to get a small group of, of people, analysts who are interested in this, maybe from your community of practice, and go ahead and get a license for that small group and let them start to build some things in the tool and figure out how best it would support your organization. Get some naming standards, you know, kind of get the configuration set up and then start to add more people in as you have a structure that you can lead them through. Because I think the getting started is the hardest part. Um, and if you keep that small, it's it's a little bit more manageable and then you can add people as you go. And, and then your licenses will go up just as the number of people that you, you know, add. The other great thing they have is um, they most of them have some um, inexpensive or sometimes free reviewer tools. So your business users, can get in and review your requirements and make comments about them or ask questions about them. And that's another great thing. I mean, get rid of all those emails that are flying around about tools and which document, which version did they look at? You know, there's only one version. Everybody looks at it. The conversation is right there next to the requirement. The user can ask a question. You can update it and say, how's this? And they say, good to go. And they can approve it. It saves you so much time. Maybe a game changer. Yeah, I think so. Barbara, thank you very much for coming here today. It was a pleasure to have you with me. I love being here, Fabricio. Thank you for inviting me. Sure.